The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Your brain might just help you learn something in more ways than one. Welcome to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Dr. Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist. He'll be your guide on this crazy exploration designed to bring life back to our existence. Can you become the element of change in an ever-changing world? Possibly, but you've got to listen on to find out. Now, here's the host of Absurd Psychology, Dr. Gary Bell. Welcome, everybody. All right. We've got a really cool show lined up. It's uh, called Get a Life. And it's, it's about reclaiming our life, setting a, a course of our life to what we are here for. You know, we're, we're souls living a human life. Many people do human life really well by just kind of having their children, having their marriage, having their home, doing their little vacations and all that fun stuff. But they do all the day-to-day stuff, but they don't really have passion in their life. They don't have something where they feel like they have a bigger purpose than just themselves. And so bottom line is this show is about trying to match that soul with our human life. So we're not just existing, we're actually living. And so that's that's kind of what the goal of this show is. You know, it's kind of a tough phrase, get a life. It's a terrible thing to say to somebody. But the fact is, is that many of us really don't have a life. We have an existence. We have a sense of coping but we really don't have something that is called ours and about us and really colored in with our needs. So many people say, and I hear this all the time, I'm a giver. Well, if you're a giver, what that means is you've given up everything probably and you don't claim anything for yourself. That is somebody that this show is to help. Somebody that thinks they are a giver. Because to give, you have to give to yourself first. You have got to give something to you to have something to give to others. And many people forget themselves and give to everybody else. So, you know, we got to get that straight. You guys, all of us have to claim our existence. All of us have to make a mark on this life and not just fade into the background to be uh, to watch other people succeed in life while we just fade away. That's not what life's about. That's not why we're here. We're here to evolve, to change, to adapt, and to bring our soul into this existence and see where it can make a purpose and see where it can make a difference. Uh, we have a collective existence, meaning we li- we're social creatures, and so we all play a role in each other's lives and interact. We all have a destiny that we have some ability to influence. And so we've got to think about that. So how do you own your life? You know, we all aspire to do, be, and have great things. Yet most of us simply aren't creating the results we want. We complain that we don't have enough money, romance, success, or joy in our lives. We point fingers and we blame outside problems that happen to us and make life more difficult. But what we need to understand and keep at the forefront of our minds is that greatness exists in all of us. It is simply up to us 
to put out ourselves, regardless of personal circumstances, economic climates, and access to resources. It helps to maintain faith in the fact that we each are more powerful than we think. We all have the ability to create the life we want. We just need to learn how to do it. And is there an exact formula? No, but there's a certain common features that successful people exhibit that anyone can practice. So, you know, there are, there are what, what can jumpstart your success and attract you to what you want in life. So you'd be hard pressed to find any high achiever who doesn't live by some of these tips. One of them is take no less than 100% responsibility for your life. One of the greatest myths is that uh, that's pervasive in this culture is that you're entitled to a great life and that somehow, somewhere, someone is responsible for filling our lives with continual happiness. You are responsible for that. Everything about you is a result of your efforts and, uh, you know, uh, and you have got to take responsibility for it. That is your life. You know, if it's income, if it's debt, if it's relationships, if it's health, fitness level, attitudes, behavior, that's all you. And you have to look in the mirror and go, hey, I have to change if I'm not happy with where this is going. You know, say hello to yourself in the mirror. You know, I think everyone knows this in their hearts, but their minds play games trying to trick ourselves to believe that externally is where we find ourselves. That is just not it. It's, uh, you know, external factors are usually, you know, in our minds, if we don't want to take responsibility for ourselves, we like to blame failure, disappointment, and unhappiness on everyone else but ourselves. Well, we make our own choices, and choices are how you design your character of who you are, and you can always make new choices, by the way. So, you know, we've got to look at that, number one is take responsibility for our own lives. It's so ha- sad to see people that don't do that. Also, um, people that are successful also take full responsibility for the thoughts they think, the images that they visualize and the actions that they take. They don't waste their time and energy blaming. They evaluate their experiences and decide if they need to change them or not. They face the uncontrollable and they, the uncomfortable, and they take risks in order to create the life they want to live. Okay, here's another tip. Be clear why you're here. You know, each of us is born with a life purpose. Identifying, acknowledging, and honoring this purpose is perhaps the most important action successful people take. They take time to understand what they're here to do, and then they pursue that with a passion and an enthusiasm. So if you don't know what you're supposed to be doing, then just tune in to the signals around you. Look towards others for guidance because they may see it what you don't see. They may understand more than what you understand about yourself, your behavior, your attitudes, your likes and dislikes, your life experiences. They, they identify what's working and what isn't. And many people see that outside of us better than we see it in ourselves. And, you know, if you need to, write it down. You know, write down those things that people tell you. Write down the things that you think you're good at and things that you think you're not good at. And somewhere in there, you're going to find pra- uh, passion. You have to also decide what you uh, want 
you know, it sounds so simple, but here, here's the problem. I see people who are overly busy, yet who feel unsatisfied and unfulfilled. Overly busy, unsatisfied, and unfulfilled. Wow. Does that sound like you? I don't know, but I can tell you that a lot of people feel that way. They feel very busy and very unsatisfied and very empty. There is a lot of lonely people in this world living a life where there's people that love them, there's people that they they operate with, the people they have a good time with, but they still feel lonely and unfulfilled. And that's because they have not found their passion and they haven't had the courage to pursue it. They They are physically getting there rather than identifying specific goals, milestones, and dreams. And I'm talking about big dreams, big, you know, uh, goals here. They go through the, the motions day in, day out, tackling unimportant tasks. They end up, you guessed it, going in circles and wasting lots of energy. In the meantime, they grow increasingly uninspired and out of touch with their authentic self of who they are. And, and so we have to have the courage to do that introspection, but we also have to have the courage to jump off the cliff and go towards those goals and dreams and passions and guide our life in that way. You also have to believe it is possible. You know, scientists used to believe that humans responded to information flowing in the brain from the outside world. But today, we're learning that instead, we respond to what the brain, uh, based on previous experiences, expects to happen next. In fact, the mind is such a powerful instrument, it can deliver literally everything you want. But you have to believe that. What you want is possible. As you commit to believing in yourself and make a commitment to toning down the complaint aspect of your life, look at what you're complaining about. I, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm fat. I'm tired. I can't get out of debt. I won't ever get a better job. You know, what is that about? Self-victim themes. You know, people that see themselves as a victim have basically decided they've stopped living and that they're a victim of existence. And that is just a, a frailty. That is a, that is a lie. You're not a victim. None of us are victims. We all make choices. We have the power to make choices. And we need to decide who are we and jump towards that. Believe in yourself. You are going to be successful in creating life of your dreams You have to believe that. You have to see it and you have to want it. You have to have unwavering faith in yourself for good or bad. Make the decision to believe that you create all your experiences. Stop worrying about failure. There is no such thing as failure in this life. Failure is an opportunity to learn and that is a great thing. I have failed so many times in this life, embarrassingly. But you know what? I'm not ashamed of it because those failures actually give me an opportunity to learn. You know, on this show, I've done 52 shows now. That Guys, that's one year. That's an entire year, 52 hours. And the deal is some of those shows sucked. Some of them were great and some of them were really pretty good. And, you know, the truth is, is that uh, we're number 16 out of 200 on, on Voice America. That is a wonderful thing. But you see, all this started with me wanting, wanting to help you. And that's all I want to do. I want to take what I'm good at and try to help you. And so this is where my passion is. It's not the only place my passion is, but it is deeply ingrained in who I am. And so once again, I just had to reach out and find that vehicle that could give me a chance to 
explore and go out there and give back to you in a way that I feel is helpful. And by gosh, there are hundreds of thousands of people that this show has helped and, and it's been a great experience. Um, you know, you have to have a deep-seated belief that y- you have what it takes, the abilities, the inner sources, the talent, the skills to create your results. And you have to let yourself go. And, and you have to unleash a power of goal-setting. You know, the experts on the science of success know how the brain is goal-seeking organism. Whatever goal you give your subconscious mind, it will work day in and day out to get to that goal. And, you know, you also have to become an inverse paranoid. And this is uh, straightforward. Imagine how much easier it would be to succeed in life if you were constantly expecting the world to support you and bring you opportunity instead of being paranoid and scared and the world is an evil place. You know, we have to change our concept about how we see life and how we see the world. You know, we have to make requests that will make more desirable for you. Take the steps to change yourself and make a change be uncomfortable and overwhelming for you and go out there and do it. You know, there's an old saying that anything hard makes life easier. How many hard things have you done in life? I can tell you getting a doctorate was one of the most painful opportunities I've ever had in my life, but I learned so much and I learned it so I could help people. I didn't learn it for me, but the deal is, is that gift after that I gave to myself was for many other people. And so we have to think that way. When we do something hard, we're not doing it for our own personal benefits. We're doing it to help other people. And when we do that, our life becomes successful. And yes, money comes. And yes, opportunities come. But, but it's not going to throw itself on the hood of your car. You have got to create it. And that means you've got to do introspection in yourself. So, you know, how do we get this passion? We've all heard it before. Do you, do you love uh, follow your passion, find a job that you, that you would do for free. Yet passion is one of those concepts that's, it's, it's really difficult to explain and it's hard to find and it's sometimes impossible to measure. It, it's something that is unique in each of us. And, and with one scale to determine it or map the guide to it is impossible. Um, so we have to think, you know, losing the structure and simplicity of the past, we are exchanging it for freedom to create our own future. So, you know, what is passion? That is your life calling. It, it may be something that you're born knowing, but it may also be something you discover over time. We all know the person who knew back in high school they would be a doctor, a teacher, a dentist. They were fortunate enough to discover that in a young age and carry it with them going forward. For most of us, that understanding is discovered throughout our life. And so we have to learn experientially for the vast majority of us. You know, we start out maybe in college and we decide on a degree And maybe that degree isn't what we want, but it leads us to another decision and then another and then another and then another. Maybe one job leads us to another choice. And that's what life is. It's a journey. And so you have to just start. You can't figure it out and then do it. You need to start and then figure it out. Otherwise, you'll never do it. It doesn't mean don't make plans. Don't be safe. Don't try to, uh, you know, make a plan that'll get you there. But the deal is all the details are going to come as you go. You can't just wait till you have everything in your head. Okay. You know, uh, passion is something that will stem from your beliefs and it's enhanced by your skills and sustained by the value 
that you're able to provide. You know, what you are passionate about will depend largely on the particular time it is in your life. So, you know, yes, this means we can breathe easy knowing there is more than one dream job for us out there. If you've not found your calling yet, don't worry. You know, when you do recognize it, it will come at the right time. But you have to explore. So, you know, you never wish you had uncovered it sooner as the passion you discovered today is not what you have desired uh, in, in the decades ago. You're a different person now with different knowledge and different skill sets, and that may lead you in a different direction than you originally anticipated. You know, um, so here's some things that you could do to discover passion. Number one is understand why you are unhappy in the first place. You know, it's critical to understand what you don't like about your current self, your job, your next uh, potential role in life. You know, there's a lot of factors such as your position, your manager, your salary, uh, your wife, your children, your home, your environment. Uh, all these things you have to consider when you're looking at why you're unhappy. Also, you have to make something out of the time in your, in, in your current job. Learn all the time. Take advantage of this time to advance your skills. If you're unhappy with your job, make the job buy you an opportunity to learn about yourself. Go back to school. You know, if you're unhappy with where you live, go, go move to the beach. Do something that you've always wanted to do. Have the courage to reach out and change. We're going to talk a little bit more about passion and discovering passion. We're going to go into discovering uh, what life balance is all about. And we're also going to go into how to make room for passion. And then we're going to go into the wonderful world of self-discovery about who I am. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Dr. Gary Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist in Southern California, but he is here to help you no matter where you are. Visit DRGBMFT.com. You can schedule an appointment with Dr. Bell, and many major health insurance plans are accepted. Call or text Dr. Bell today at 951-818-7856 or visit drgbmft.com. Dr. Bell could help you take back your life in four to eight carefully constructed sessions. Stop coping and start living in the now. Call 951-818-7856 or visit drgbmft.com today. Do you have complete control over your thoughts and your life? It seems like we do, but there are always outside forces that are wreaking havoc with that control. How do we get our thoughts back on track, so to speak? Listen for help. My thoughts are holding me hostage with Dr. Jeffrey Fannin. When you command the power of thought, you can achieve or have whatever you want. Make the laws of the universe work for you. Tune in every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Music 
are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it'll take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. Okay, we're talking about finding that passion. And I, I got to tell you, you know, you, you have to look at your life. Very, It's very interesting because a lot of people will borrow you from your passions. They will take you away from it because they don't know what direction you're headed to and they don't see you committed to what you're wanting to do. So what they do is they, they will continue to, to interrupt you if they don't know that you're really on a journey. So you, when you have a passion, something that you're pursuing, the way you have to do it is, is like, let's say I wanted to become a, uh, skydiver. I don't know. I'd never do that, but a skydiver. Okay, so I'm going to do this thing. I really want to do it. I don't expect anybody to understand it, but let's say on Sundays in the morning, that's what I'm going to do because it makes me feel peaceful. I'm going to actually become a teacher in skydiving, let's say, and I'm going to take classes and maybe I'm even going to start a business in that. So, you know, let's say you start to frame that up in your life. The deal is if people see that you only do it periodically, that you're really not committed to it, they won't excuse you. They will interrupt you. And so what you have to do is make a very firm commitment that this is what I'm doing. I'm working on a project and don't interrupt me. This is where it's going. This is where I'm headed. I need you supporting me, not interrupting me. And once they realize how important your commitment is to that, all of a sudden people start to support you. All of a sudden you start receiving gifts for Christmas or holidays or birthdays. Wow, bang, you know, people are, are, are buying you things around your passion. They're supporting you. That tells people how to support you. So the things you fully commit to and show that you want to make, you take it very seriously and it's distinctly a part of you. And, and let's say... Let's say you perform music, let's say you do you know, some kind of uh, speaking or whatever. Let's say you're doing it because you want to do it at church or you want to do it in a, in a venue. You're going to actually perform in a club or a coffee shop or whatever. That may be your goal, but that passion is going to lead you to expose yourself to other people. And guess what? Those other people are going to go, wow, if he can do it, I can do it. If she can do it, I can do it. I'm going to go after this thing. You know, do it. You just got to do it. Um, the other thing is you want to submerse yourself in what you're passionate about. If you don't do that, you've done yourself a great disservice. And that may mean taking classes. That may mean spending money. God forbid you actually spend money on something. Now, there are a lot of people that consider themselves to be uh, renaissance people. And what that is is they, they dabble in things, but they never fully commit to it. They just kind of uh, invest in something sparingly. And then they uh, hope that it'll uh, profit them. You know, that's a nice way to live. It's great because you can dabble in a lot of things. But if you don't fully commit to one or the other, you really never define yourself. You just kind of are somebody that's just kind of out there. That's called being eclectic. Um, you want to master a skill in this life. 
You know, you want something that when you die, they said, wow, they did this and they did this really well and they were awesome and they impacted me in this way, this way, this way, this way. Those skills are how you create memories to people outside of your daily uh, uh, group of people that you generally interact with. That's what people come to you for. You know, if you master a skill, people come to you to help them with what they need. And so those skills fit in the puzzle in many different ways. Let's say you're a car mechanic. Let's say you're a, a, an artist. Let's say you're a magician or, magician or a, a, somebody that uh, writes books. Those are, you're somebody that writes movies, somebody that's really good with a camera, somebody that, that's good at reading the news. Whatever that is, we all fit in a bigger puzzle. And so those skills can have a venue in all kinds of different places. So how do we discover passion? Well, we slow down. That's what we do. And, and that is something that allows us to take the time to, to interact with our inter-subconscious and actually discover more about ourselves. You know, some of the things that are really good to help us get that done is uh, practicing yoga, you know, taking daily walks. But we have to set time aside for our, ourselves to meditate, to slow down and allow ourselves to hear our own inner voice and listen to ourselves. The other thing is to find your passion is you have got to change the story that we tell about ourselves. We, we tell about ourselves in so many ways that we sometimes label ourselves rather than allow ourselves to make new choices. And if you do that, if you self-limit, you know, I'm not good enough, I don't deserve to be happy, you know, I'm not good at writing stories, I'm not good in uh, uh, working on cars, whatever, what we're doing is we're just saying we're not willing to discover if we have a passion in an area that we haven't discovered. You know, we have to have the confidence and courage to try new things. And life is about change. And we have to jump into change all the time so that our life can be rich and so that it can evolve. We also have to be open to our own uniqueness. We're here for a reason. No one else has your unique blend of talents, your wisdom, your strengths, skills, creativity. We all have something great to offer. And learning to accept and own what makes you unique is crucial to sharing your gifts with the world. We also have to cultivate confidence. You know, if we're continually telling ourselves we can't, we, then we'll never believe we can. You know, you don't have to be the best at anything. I'm certainly not the best therapist or best psychologist or, or host or any of that crap. But I'm willing to give it a shot. And I'm willing to put it out there. And I'm willing to give in any kind of way that I can. You guys got to do that. You know, there's a chance you may fail, but you, it will be impossible to succeed if you don't believe in yourself. You can be, uh, you can have, uh, create affirmations, focus on things you want, focus on a vision of yourself that may be different than the one you've had before. Also, you know, you've got to find the themes, uh, recognizing the reoccurring themes in your life where you succeed. Where do you get lost? Where does time go away? Where does all your worries go away? That is usually where your passion resides. It may not be in what you're doing that makes all those things go away, but that's somewhere around the passion that we have, and that's a good place to explore. What, you know, uh, what areas of our life seems to be full of discomfort and pain? 
you know, what are the areas that are full of joy and light? You know, the places that we have a lot of pain may be the places that we're not so good at. Also, we have to, uh, you know, write. Uh, ideas flow more freely when we write without an agenda. You know, it's, it's free-flowing. That's discovery. Just write it down. Write down your thoughts. So many people don't take the time to write a diary or write, you know, put a password in your computer and, and just write in a, a Microsoft Word document and free-flow. Have no agenda. Have nothing. Just go off the top of your head and see what comes out. You'd be shocked what goes on in that brain of yours if you actually wrote down what you think. You know, too often we, uh, we get wrapped up in the expectations we set for ourselves. We focus on details and to-do lists, and we forget to do what we love to do, what we have fun doing, what makes us smile. You know, if money were limitless, what would you be doing today? That'd be where your passion is. Okay, and, and uh, you got to push past fear. You know, faith overcomes fear every time. You have to have faith in yourself. If you want to push fear away, have faith. Have faith that even if you're making a mistake, you're doing something that you have to do before you die. So, how do we make room for passion? Well, you know, our emotions are crazy things, and we can uh, be cruising along making uh, feeling perfectly fine, then one morning we wake up with a dark cloud hanging over us. And we might feel sad or anxious or annoyed or just out of sorts for no obvious reason. And it's normal to have occasional emotional disturbances. But they're a part of life and often tied to circumstances that are short-lived, like the weather, like hormone fluctuations, like poor sleep, stress. So we can't live in our emotions. We have to live in our thoughts. And that means we have to take our thoughts seriously and take our emotions less serious. Um, you know... You can support your emotional cleanup through self-care with exercise. You can change how you feel in a day by, by exercising, by meditating, by having a better diet, walking in nature, spend time with supportive friends, practice positive affirmations, you know, stay highly focused on an activity that you really enjoy and forget about your negative emotions until they run out and then go back to functioning hardcore into what your passions are and what your thoughts. Clean up your emotions by not taking them serious. And I've said this in, in many programs, maybe three or four, but I'll say it again. Emotions can only last three minutes. The problem is that we keep extending those minutes by asking ourselves, why do I feel this way? And when we reinforce why we feel this way and all the reasons that we feel this emotion, we suddenly reinforce it over and over again, and it extends that emotion out into a life and basically dictates how we live. The deal is we have to focus on only our thoughts, and we don't have to focus on why we feel anything. We just feel. Let yourself feel, and it runs out of gas. Just feel. Okay, I'm unhappy. Okay, I'm tired. Okay, I'm stressed out. And leave it. If you do that, it's like a wave that hits the shore and goes away. If you have to make logic about your emotion, then basically you're going to spend your whole day justifying emotional bullshit that adds up to nothing in your life but more emotion. Okay, a lot of people also... Uh, have an adrenaline uh, adrenaline lifestyle. We've been, we've been conditioned to believe that the more we schedule in our lives, the more we can multitask, the longer and harder we work, the more valuable uh, we are to society. Perhaps we're more valuable than those 
who uh, accommodate uh, adrenaline-fueled lifestyles, but we're diminishing ourselves in the process. So aside from the obvious uh, health consequences of living stress, exhaustion, that adrenaline-fueled life leaves no room for self, uh, self-reflection or creative experimentation or clear decision-making. So many people want to go away for the weekend and go out to the lake and ride their boats and, and ride their motorcycles and do risk-taking things, but that adrenaline lifestyle, if you do that, is very tiring and it becomes our lifestyle rather than understanding who we are as people. Um, you know, part of the process of simplifying your life and determining your life priorities uh, is that you have to see what your life obligations are compared to your interests. And do your obligations match your interests? That is a huge way of understanding how to make room for passion. Also, I got to tell you, people that are messy and have a lot of physical clutter in their life, their brain is likely just like that. If your house is a natural disaster, if your desk is a natural disaster, if your workplace is a natural disaster, clean it up. Because if you do, then your brain has less to worry about. It has less clutter to deal with. That is a reflection of what your brain is like. Everything around you. If if you're a messy person, I can tell you you're likely a very unfocused, unhappy, messy person in your brain. So, you know, if you're going to discover life balance, and who you are, you've got to be willing to get rid of that clutter. You know, who am I? You know, we, we, this question is asked a lot, but it's more often asked internally. And, and it actually suggests that there is a true plausible answer. But all, almost all of us in our being uh, think that we are a fixed thing. We are not. We're on a continuous process, a continuum. People who ask this sort of question are typically struggling with their identity and they're searching for a core sense of themselves. You know, the irony is that the more you seek to identify who you are, the more fragile you're likely to feel about yourself. There are many, uh, there may be an inverse correlation between the question being asked and the ease in which you experience life, but the emphasis shouldn't be on discovering who you are that, but what is buried beneath, but on the facilitating emergence of what you'd like to experience, your life experiences, your memories, that is who you are. That is where you're found, and that is ahead of you, and that means you have to be a visionary. You've got to envision that. Our identity should be seen as an ongoing process rather than a snapshot. We need to embrace a flowing sense of self whereby we are perpetually reframing, reorganizing, rethinking, reconsidering ourselves and how different life would be rather than asking who I am. Uh, We contemplated, uh, you know, by doing this who I am thing, that means I'm stuck. And that's just not who we are. We're on a continuum. We're vastly changing. But a lot of people live the same day, the same, same month, the same thing every single day of their life. And when you do that, you're going against the grain of why you're here in this existence. You know, a sense of inadequacy often informs the question of uh, who I am. As people engage in deepening uh, complexity of understanding themselves, uh, they would fare a whole lot better if they devote themselves to the unfolding process of life. 
witnessing our thoughts, not reacting to old habits. Becoming present enable us to, to better craft ourselves, such as the identity that we seek fires the wave of life, enriching our flow. That is called existentialism, guys. Existentialism, living in the moment, not in the past, not in the future, but giving to someone who is right in front of you your full, undivided attention of who you are. That engagement process is the reason for your existence. You know, um, there are a lot of people that, let's say, for instance, they've been married, and they don't feel like they've been alive until they get divorced. But it's so sad. You don't have to get divorced to become alive. What you have to do is make a choice of direction to become alive. It's not the divorce that gives you freedom. It's you deciding who you are and letting your partner embellish and support you. And if they don't, then maybe you've got to re-examine things and reinvent communication styles and your commitment to each other. Or maybe you do need a divorce. But the bottom line is you have got to commit to a direction so they know how to support you. You can't blame people uh, in your life, your children, your, your partner uh, for stopping you from your passion. You can only blame yourself. So how do we get life balance? You know, um, here's some things that really help us. Disconnect on the weekends or in the evenings. You know, I can hear a million excuses already, but, but at least for one day or even a few hours each night, put Put the phone down, turn off the computer, uh, give your work brain a rest, and spend time interacting with your family and your friends. Spend time with yourself. You know, uh, trim a whole lot of things out of your life. It's, it, it's, it's given that if your life is overflowing, you'll never be able to achieve balance and manage it all. It, it's, it's just not possible. Say no to everything that is either not essential or doesn't add something valuable to your life, and you need to be ruthless about it. I mean, cut to the bone. Self-love is learning how to think, say no to things that hurt you, that interrupt. Also, if you want life balance, you have to pay attention to your health. You know, your body is speaking to you all day long. You, get, you, gotta, you gotta sleep. You, get, you gotta take care of you, you, and Try to be fit. You gotta take care of your heart. You gotta take care of your body. You also want to minimize toxins because toxins can really mess up your moods and they affect your, your kidneys, they affect your liver and everything. You want, you want to also um, have relationships that matter, people in your life that are meaningful, not just your family, but friends, people that become a support system to you. And you also want to treat yourself well. If it's a pedicure, if it's a manicure, if it's getting your hair cut, if it's getting a massage, it doesn't have to be costly. You know, a glass of wine, your favorite coffee, you know, a delightful candle or flowers. These make a huge impact. You, you want to give that to yourself. You also want to explore the world. You have to get out of your own life and explore. Take a walk. Pay attention to what's going on around you. Take a new route. Visit a new town. You know, uh, be a tourist in your, in your own uh, community. You know, play around. Take photographs so you have to see the world through a cam camera lens. You also um, need to expand your awareness if you want life balance. And that means like take a class or learn to paint or try something new that you've always wanted to learn. Learn to cook and remember to have fun. Laugh, joke, play, find your sense of humor. You know, subscribe to a daily joke if you have to. Uh, uh, nothing makes you feel better 
than old-fashioned belly laughs. And if you can find that in your life, that's a great thing. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to talking about purpose and loneliness and uh, all kinds of other fun stuff that help us discover who we are. us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Do you like what you're hearing on the show today? Dr. Gary Bell wants to help you no matter where you are. He's fast, efficient, effective, and has a no-bull approach to helping you in less than 10 sessions. If you're ready to change right now, drop everything and call or text Dr. Bell at 951-818-7856 or visit drgbmft.com today. You can also follow Dr. Bell on Twitter at drgbmft for some great insight and direction. Are you ready? Make that change. Pick up the phone or go to the site, 951-818-7856 or drgbmft.com. Remember, drgbmft.com. Life is a journey which never gets easier. As we go through life, we just handle things better as we get to know ourselves. Listen for The Mental Sherpa by Theta Spring. Host Alexandra Janelli believes that each of us are pre-programmed with all the answers and tools we need to move through any situation life throws at us. It's discovering those tools and answers that will set us on the right path to enjoying and navigating life. Listen every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but... If you want to send an email, it'll take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at svcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, folks. All right, we're talking about finding purpose in life. And, and you know, that is a very tough thing to do. Um, I'm going to try to put in words how to find purpose, and maybe we can discover that in your life, and you guys can take this away and go, wow, I finally got it, or at least I have a beginning to that. Um, First of all, you you can't think your your way into finding purpose. You have to do uh, your way into it. You have to take a mental note uh, by just doing it. That means we have to experience things, and some experiences that we have, we like, some we don't like, and some we love. And, and the more we act and the more we get clear on things, instead of overthinking, we actually will discover. So if we think, I want to try that, then go try it. And what if I don't like it? Well, you, then you don't like it. Uh, what if I don't make money at it? Well, you know, start taking steps towards your goals. Start by uh, trying new things. And this will help you get out of uh, your own way, you know. A lot of us struggle for years trying to find out what their, our purposes are. And, and this cycle creates a deeper lack of clarity. And, and oftentimes, it's, it's 
we just discover it by going through things. And, uh, you know, a lot of us do things like I, I know I went into acting, I, then I went into uh, uh, marketing, uh, and then I went into uh, being, a, once again, a marketing director and a, and a house manager for a theater, and then I went into the soft drink industry, and then moved from that into speaking, and then I moved into that into uh, the phone company, and then I've moved from that into psychology. And so, wow, you know, it's a long journey, but I finally found my passion. Here it is, but it's it's been a heck of a journey there. So don't expect it to be easy, but you have to take action and you have to listen to your inner voice. You know, your heart is your best tool to access your true purpose and passion. You have to ask yourself what you love. Start taking steps to do what you love. When you're inspired and connected to your happy self, inspiration floods your heart and your soul. And when you lead from your heart, you are naturally more joyful and more motivated to explore. And by doing what you love, you will be inspired to gain insight into what brings you the most joy. And you also have to uh, struggle because we try to find that one thing that we are meant to do. Well, there isn't a one thing. There is a deep-seated talent or something that we have inside of us that helps us fulfill greatness, but it may fulfill greatness in many different ways. And so, you know, we may have a, a many titles, such as a coach, uh, a writer, uh, a speaker, uh, a mentor, a designer, an engineer. We may have all kinds of things, but we may actually explore our passion in all of those venues. And also, uh, if we put our passion and we put daily action to our passions, we have what's called a purposeful life. Consider the real uh, purpose of anyone's life is to be fully involved in living, to try to be present for the journey and fully embrace it. You know, if you do this, soon you'll be oozing with passion and you will feel so purposeful and fulfilled and you'll wonder how you live life without it. So enjoy the journey into your own life and, and don't put money on it. You know, money comes after it. You have to have faith that your passion is going to, you're going to find ways to do your passion as many ways as possible and each one is going to be pros- profitable if you're serious about it. You know, let's talk about loneliness because a lot of people will contain their lives into a very lonely place where they don't explore, they don't make change, they, 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 People that are living alone increase the risk of suicide, by the way, for young and old alike. Uh, Lonely individuals report higher levels of of stress even when exposed to the same stressors as non-lonely people and even when they're relaxing. You know, people that are lonely are afraid of life. And these are people that don't find their passion. You know, loneliness raises levels of circulating stress hormones and levels of blood pressure. It undermines the regulation of circulatory systems so that our heart muscle works harder and the blood vessels are subject to damage by blood flow turbulence. So loneliness destroys the quality and the efficiency of sleep so that it is less restorative and more physically and psychologically. Um, they, you know, people wake up more at night and spend less time in bed actually sleeping than they, than non-lonely people. You know, we need to have a rich and full life for ourselves not to feel lonely. It's loneliness is just a feeling. It's not a fact. 
you have to reach out because loneliness is painful and can confuse you into thinking that you are a loser or an outcast. And, and you don't want to think that way. You, wanna, you want to reach out and take chances. Notice, you, you, notice your self-deflating thoughts. Make a plan to fight the mental and emotional habits that loneliness creates by doing things and thinking about things and taking chances on things that you feel excited about. So, uh, you know, how to become alive again? Good question. We want to appreciate what we have. You know, when we're stuck on autopilot, it is very easy to forget to be grateful for what we have and focus on what we don't have. The basic fundamentals that so many people lack, the people who like or even love you, the amazing wonders of the modern age that we live in today We have to appreciate them now, not with regret when things may have changed later on. So that's a philosophical change that we have to have inside our brain. We also have to be, have the courage to find the optimism. You know, become more aware of negative thoughts that you don't and have and don't let them drag you down. Instead, find one thing that is positive or helpful in the long run in the situation you're in. The one thing that gives you faith that something better is going to come along and then you build on that. You know, the more you do that, the more this kind of thing will become a habit and soon your mind will start reacting in a more positive and constructive, imaginative way no matter what situation you find yourself in. You also have to have a day of smiling. You know, smiles are so easy. And they're so wonderful. Instead of just going along your usual way, smile towards everyone you meet and see how that affects them. And once you start smiling more, and once you start seeing how it affects other people, you realize that you have something in yourself that you can give back to others. If you are the Walmart greeter, and all you do is make people happy and smile and make jokes or whatever, that's a wonderful thing. You're impacting lots of people. And that, to tell you the truth, for many folks that do that, is an act of passion. That is what they're passionate about. It doesn't have to be sophisticated, uh, but it does need to be something that you're able to consistently bring out of yourself with a lot, without a lot of great effort. We also have to eat something else. If you usually have to have the beef for lunch, then go for the fish or the vegetarian dish or try something you've never eaten before and see what happens. That's how you become alive again because you're doing something different. My goodness, it is not rocket science here. You also have to slow down and enjoy the small things. You know, there's so many small things happening all around that you may miss out on if you rush quickly into the next thing. So take the time to use your, use your attention, enjoy small things, a long hug, a walk in the woods, a sunset, a full moon rising. You know, you, you may just be a people watcher and you may just slow down and watch other people. You also, you know, you need to be your own best friend. When you stumble, when you fall, when you have a, 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 a dream, then cheer yourself on. Instead of beating yourself up or talking yourself out of what you deep down inside want to do, support yourself. It makes life so much lighter and happier. You know, self-esteem is about supporting ourselves and having faith in ourselves. The other thing is be yourself. You know, uh, what do you want out of life? What do you want more out of in your life? Take some time to think about it. 
and just for a little while, forget what your parents, your partner, your boss, your children want, and think about what do I want and make room for it. Make room for what I want. The other thing is forgive. You know, when you don't forgive someone, then you are stuck in negativity and suffering uh, for someone that may have wronged you. You know, so if you don't have, you know, so you don't have to forgive to be a good person to someone else. You have to do it for yourself. Forgiveness is something where you're able to let go for yourself, not for another person. They may be a heinous individual, a very terrible person, but you forgive so that you don't live in that throughout the course of your life. Um, you know, forgiveness, and I've done a whole show on forgiveness, but the deal is, is you have to look at people's intentions and you have to understand that most of the time they do not have bad intentions. They just got a bad result. Also, we want to disconnect if we want to become alive again. And that, that means that uh, we want to disconnect from everything in life that we're trying to control and we have to just get within ourselves. Take a break, come back to big problems on a Monday and renew our enthusiasm and our energy. That doesn't mean that we're going to put it off. That means that we're going to put it aside and wait till we have the energy, come back and do it. Not waiting for a feeling. We're going to commit. I'm going to come back on Monday and do this and do it on Monday with renewed enthusiasm. Don't just let it go and procrastinate. Procrastinate, by the way, is depression. You also have to exercise. If you're not just in your mind, you know, you're in a body, so you have to take care of it. You don't have to spend your whole life around it. But what you want to do is do some push-ups or do some walking or play a sport, and that will help you feel more alive. Also, uh, you know, uh, let go of filler activities. And, and these are things that we're not passionate about, but fill time. And a lot of people do things that they don't like, like watching TV, spending hours on the computer, playing video games, that, you know, we aren't honestly always as enthusiastic as it appears we are. We're just filling time. And if you're just going to fill time, uh, you're not going to feel alive. Uh, the other thing is travel. And I got to tell you, man, I travel a lot and I love to travel. As a matter of fact, we're, we're, we're going to be traveling here pretty soon. But the deal is, is that travel makes you see the world through other people's eyes and other cultures. It also challenges you to adapt to stuff that's new and different and other people that are new and different. And by doing that, you are able to find yourself. You also have a better chance at finding things that you're passionate about because you have to go back to your basic self because no longer is life surrounded by you. You're surrounded by others and you're in a foreign uh, environment having to adapt. And so that forces us to do a lot of introspection. You know, we have to... Uh, to build and cultivate an environment that will support and lift us up. And, and to do that, we have to bring people into our life. We have to bring things in our life. We have to bring thoughts in our life that help us and, and come alive again. And, and to do that, it, it, it's, uh, you know, make someone you love, for instance, uh, uh, come alive with an unexpected gift. By giving them a gift, you know, uh, you could give them a cup of coffee from Starbucks that you know they might like. That's a great thing. And we need to do more of that so that we can become more alive. We have to free up time and stop wasting the time in our life with television. All right. So, you know, life is about making memories. The more memories that we make, the greater life we have and the greater our life will live beyond us. All right. So that's our show today. Our next show, 
I've been putting it off for a while. It's called Sports Psychology and Psychotic Sports Parents. I want to thank everybody for listening. I'd love to hear from you. Get your feedback, drgbmft at sbcglobal.net or at Twitter at drgbmft. Now, remember, life is about laughing so hard that nothing comes and you start clapping like a retarded seal. So it's like when you're laughing and nothing comes out and you start clapping. (laughs) Also, life is like a penis. Simple, soft, relaxed, hanging freely. Then women make it hard. That's our show. Thanks for listening. That's our show for this week. Please join Dr. Gary Bell for another edition of Absurd Psychology next Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now, go impress your friends and family with what you've learned today and have them tune in next week so they can be almost as smart as you. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.